Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, right here on FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah. Attorneys and lawyers been around since 1979, lawyers you can trust. That's Farah and Farah. Com. I'm your uh, well. I'm your host, publisher Ed Dean, right here on Florida Daily TV. Eric Eichenberg's been on with us many times. He's back on with us again. He is the CEO of the Everglades Foundation. I want to play a clip, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, about his latest budget here. Let me set this up. And uh, the latest budget that the governor has ready to go and what's happening here for a lot of the audience is that the governor is a big fan of you guys. This is about fully funding the Everglades and Everglades restoration. Here we go. We're also going to continue with our momentum and we're going to continue to lead with respect to environment, water quality and natural resources. It's an important uh, issue for our state uh, up and down every single coast and interior part. We continue uh, to fund our water quality at $625 million, which was consistent with my executive order I issued during my first week in office. Uh, and of that $625 million, $473 million uh, will be for Everglades restoration. $145 million for targeted water quality improvements, $40 million for alternative water supply, and $25 million to combat harmful algal blooms and red tide. Uh, oh. This is a priority. It's something that we have to continue the momentum going forward, and it's something that our budget shows our commitment to doing so. All right, Eric, I want to get, I'll get into some of the politics in a good way about this. Uh, fully funded, is the, does the amount that's coming out, is that, a lot of people are going to want to know, is that for this year? Is that spread out over a few years? Explain that to the audience. No, it would be if if the governor's recommendations are agreed upon by the Florida legislature, they would take effect July 1st and it would run through the 30th of June of next June. So it is this is for one year. Um, but what is extraordinary uh, from the clip that you just uh, played was what the governor said on day two uh, of taking office. He uh, he laid out a plan calling for uh, two point five billion dollars over uh, four years. And um, he's halfway, he's more than half. If, if, uh, if the legislature agrees to his recommendations, he's three quarters uh, to that promise. And uh, it also highlights the fact that um, the challenges that we face here in Florida as it pertains to our water, water quality, they don't, they don't, it's not, it wasn't going to improve overnight, but specifically we need substantial funding, substantial work in these areas. This governor is putting his money where his mouth is. And it's quite refreshing um, to see to see this happening. And by the way, scientists, which you guys also do business with, and you so the governor, you don't get all of their analysis overnight as well. When you talk about this plan, we're talking about reservoirs, we're talking about water quality, we're talking about infrastructure jobs out there. And it seems every time I read other certain other publications, they always skip over that point. Well. The- well, they, they do. Um, but the good news is this is picking up here now. The pace of discussion about infrastructure, these are shovel-ready jobs. Um, these are efforts that re- give a return on the investment here for a tourism-based economy here in the state of Florida. And as we now continue to see massive growth as a population, uh, 
uh, 22 million strong, uh, we have to ensure that our infrastructure, water infrastructure, is prioritized. And this governor now in his third budget recommendation to the Florida legislature is leading in that regard. And we look forward to working with both the Senate and House uh, to make his recommendation a reality. Eric, when you see um, uh, and when you look at some of the leadership, or whether it's on the Senate or the House side, when they talk about funding, and let's say, and let's say there's a debate about, well, and you get this, by the way, in very good years, we've seen this as well. Well, we don't know if we have enough money. Is it really based on the cost, or is it based on the project that maybe, without mentioning any names, they are not really fans of? What do you? I mean, you're up in Tallahassee all the time. What is it that you've uh, kind of uncovered when you have conversations with elected officials? Well, I, I will say I, I, um, I, for four years, I was quite close to this budgeting process in Tallahassee. And the state budget now is, uh, has, has increased to, I believe it's $96 billion <laughs> is the total that's right. been recommended. Uh, but the Florida Senate and the Florida House of Representatives have a limited amount of money that they truly have uh, discretion over, general revenue, as it's called. Uh, within budget talks. Uh, the rest of the money that comes to Florida has a lot of uh, strings attached, whether it's through Medicaid, whether it's through education. Uh, Washington sends down a lot of money to Florida, um, again, that has uh, different stipulations on where it needs to be spent. But when you look at sales tax receipts and the various revenue sources that Florida does receive, when you have issues like a pandemic uh, that no one could have forecasted. You have to make uh, challenging uh, decisions about where you want to put your budget uh, priorities. Um, there is concern that there could be a budget gap here that needs to be filled uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, but I was in Tallahassee last week, and I had very positive discussions with both uh, Republicans and Democrats. I spoke with senior members of the Florida legislature on this topic. Um, voters in 2014 passed an amendment, uh, Amendment 1, that sets up a trust fund that is fueled by documentary tax, real estate transactions, real estate's booming here in Florida. That's right. Um, the money's there to protect our environment. <clears throat> Let's hope it hits the numbers that the governor is recommending. So, for example, and I want to get to the strings attached, a fascinating point I want to follow through. For example, we're having this conversation about stimulus. So, Democrats being proposed with Biden says 1.9. Republicans say we'll do $600 billion out there. And then, of course, you've got some of the Republicans say, well, before we spend the money, we need to justify the cost. So what I'm getting at is that when you talk to, and by the way, you go a lot to D.C. I want to get that in a moment. Does everybody agree with the position of the Everglades or is there a lot of those that sit back and say, Eric, we want, if we try not to fully fund it, it's not that we don't agree with it. It's just because of money. Or is there more behind the scenes of a political agenda out there as well? What is it? What is it that you normally see? Well, this is the largest environmental restoration project in the history, not only of this nation, but of the world, Everglades, the restoration of the river of grass, this, this incredible habitat and wetlands. It is, it is a massive undertaking. So when you, when you go to Washington or Tallahassee, it's not all about the, uh, the birds and the bunnies. It's about the, the water supply for now 9 million Floridians the economy of Florida is in, in, in uniquely connected to our environment. And again, I go back to the challenges and the concerns that we have experienced in recent years. We now have political leadership led by Governor DeSantis who wants to fix that because when Florida Ed comes out of this pandemic, and we will, we're going to come out stronger than when we entered, the environment, our natural resources, 
the Everglades, our water supply is going to lead the way. Uh, so regardless of what state or congressional district you represent, this is America's Everglades. This is a national treasure. There, the stakes are too high to even think about failing. Bottom line is political will is needed. We have it in Tallahassee. Let's finish the job and let's do it together. Eric, you bring up a good point. I used to, uh, in the mid-2000s, as a reporter, and, and before, we became, you know, God gets all the credit, before it became uh, statewide syndicated, we used to, la- I'm, you know me, I'm a big hunter and I l- love the kayak. I used to laugh at the people in the kayaks that go, oh, those are the people that want to put gas in the water. Now I'm like, wait a second, I'm actually one of those people. I prefer a kayak. And right now, again, we used to talk, you know, it, it, we used to, being born and raised in Brevard County, you would laugh going, wait, does, without the word sounding leftist, which it is not, ecotourism, kayaking, which includes guys that you partner up with, fishermen groups out there. We'll get into that in a little bit. And I sit back and go, this is now becoming a huge chunk of revenue, the fishing industry, the kayaking industry, along with Oh, by the way, the same week they're going to Disney and Kennedy Space Center. This is another issue that is not talked about, which you guys partner up with a lot of groups on. Florida's environment is in vogue. Uh, people understand the importance of it, whether it's fishing, boating, recreating out on our waterways. As I, as I speak with you this afternoon, I, I look to my right and I see beautiful Biscayne Bay, Biscayne uh, Bay National Park uh, to, to my right here. So the, these waterways, again, are all intricately linked we have, uh, we have opportunities to ensure that this is passed on. The, the, the beauty of Florida is passed on from generation to generation. But again, make no mistake about it. This is as much an economic argument or an economic message than it is as environment. The, as the environment goes here, goes the economy. And again, when you invest every dollar into these shovel-ready jobs, into this infrastructure to keep more water on the Florida Peninsula, and send that water south, you receive at least a conservative $4 return. Real estate leads the way in that regard. Wow, it's amazing. You're looking at Biscayne Pay, and I look out, I'm looking at the local retention pond. How did you get that? I'm just kidding. You know, you know. Well, All right, listen. Well, you, 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 know, you know how important these waterways are. I know, I know. I'm messing. Now, on the other side of the break, I want to talk about you said something about federal strings attached and state things like that. Sometimes is there a pure bill? I want to you touch upon that. I know I'm going to get some questions on that. More on the other side. We're talking with Eric Eichenberg, who's the CEO of the Everglades Foundation. Of course, you see it at the bottom right there, EvergladesFoundation.org. Check them out. More on the other side. Of course, this is brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. That's FarahandFarah.com. More on the other side right here on Florida Daily TV. When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco, big pharma, or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward, and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. Welcome back. Another edition as we go into our second segment with Eric Eichenberg right here on FloridaDaily.com. Brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, that's FarahandFarah.com. Eric Eichenberg, again, the CEO of the Everglades Foundation. So, oh, I try not to go to D.C. I don't mind going to Tallahassee. I see you often when we're in Tallahassee. Explain to me, we can break it down. I think this is fascinating. You said something uh Hey, when you go to D.C. and they may put certain things, you got a lot of congressmen and congresswomen that fight for Everglades funding. Do they put strings attached at least with 
good or bad? Do they put certain strings attached with the funding, federal funding for Everglades? I can get to the state in a moment. Do they do that on a federal area, uh, Eric? They, they do. They do. A lot of strings are attached based on uh, population. Uh, and some of these formulas in Washington are still skewed to benefit states that are losing population. So for every mm. dollar that Florida sends to Washington, as it, rep- as it pertains to, say, transportation, on average, we receive back 82 cents. So for every dollar we sent up, we get 82 cents, yet we are now the third largest state in the nation. We have a tremendous amount of infrastructure needs, our bridges, our roadways, our seaports. Um, that's just one example. You also have a growing uh, population that relies upon uh, Medicaid services. A lot of those funds come from the federal government to Florida. Uh, Florida cannot receive that money and put it into its own uh pet projects, if you will. They have to go to the um, the projects or the departments that Washington is funding. Uh, education, Title I schools, right. uh, various support coming from D.C. So our congressional delegation, which is made up of men and women from across our state, I believe now the second, or I should say now the third largest delegation in the Congress, potentially picking up two new seats after this most recent census. Um, they all serve on these committees of jurisdiction that are uh, incredibly important to ensuring that Florida does receive its fair share uh, of Washington dollars back. Um, but again, when you're a legislator sitting in Tallahassee looking at a $96 billion uh, budget recommendation, not all that money is at your discretion. Well, now that was my next question. Um, for the audience out there, if there's some strings, and you 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 said it, there's always that's been away since the 1950s. You want uh, transportation money? You may have to redo uh, you reduce or increase your blood alcohol level. You're exactly right. Does the state become a little bit more pure with the governor? Do or do they? If there's regulations, is there or excuse me, I should say strings? Is there less strings or is it more of a pure bill dealing with funding for the Everglades restoration? No, for, for Everglades restoration, uh, quite frankly, there's no strings attached. Um, and what has happened here is the governor identifies the need. He understands exactly what needs to be done. And he's putting significant dollars behind it. Again, 2.5, he committed over a four-year period, will be almost three quarters to that goal. Um, and those dollars are going directly to projects and infrastructure and needs that are making a big difference. And it's our hope that within the next five to eight years, you see significant improvement, not just within the Everglades ecosystem itself, but with our with nutrient pollution across our state. There's an emphasis to uh, tap these dollars or invest these dollars into innovation and technology. We need to we need to ensure that the entrepreneurial spirit of this state thrives, so that we can place technology and innovative opportunities uh, where we have water. Um, uh, hot spots, and let's let's clean up our waterways to ensure fishing, boating is there for the next generation. I don't want to put you in a position. I'm not have here because you you said something that kind of caught my attention. I'm not here to beat up on previous administrations. We can always talk about how good some and some of the lack of areas where they probably could have done better. You said five to eight years. You said something, and nothing happens overnight. I agree. <clears throat> if you if you look where you want to be in five four to five years. You sit back and go, realistically, what we talk about five years in the area, we should have already been at possibly 10 years ago. No doubt. I, I completely agree with that. And not that we've missed opportunities in the last 20 years, uh, but we have. We've started, we've stopped, we've slowed down. The funding levels at both the state and federal levels may not have been at the original 
that was uh, forecasted back in the year 2000. But this is not a moment to look backwards. It's a moment to look to the future. And I will say that this is the most uh, critically uh, important decade for the Everglades. When Bill Clinton signed the Comprehensive Everglades Plan with Governor Jeb Bush standing directly behind him there in the Oval Office, it laid out a 30-year effort here to restore the Everglades, finishing in the year 2030. So here we are now entering that last decade. We have political leadership. We have dollars that are coming from Tallahassee in, in record numbers. We are now putting a, a major emphasis in Washington to have the Biden administration make sure that the federal share of these dollars is robust. And we're asking for $725 million uh, each year for the next four years to start balancing out the investment between Florida and the federal government. Congress, the White House needs to step up again, Ed, to ensure that these projects are finished now. This generation must restore the Everglades so that we can pass it on to the next and then it's perpetual protection. Well, I'm looking at a lot of the stuff that you guys have. you got to go take a look at the website, uh, evergladesfoundation.org, evergladesfoundation.org. Next time, like next week or so, we can get you on. I like to do a history of like, hey, you always ask, when did things start going south? Like, hey, i got to fix that road. Well, why is it uh, – what's happened over the last 20 years? Something like that, kind of give a history to people, um, you know, very generic. And I, I think it's sometimes to sit back and go, you know, I never realized that. So, but uh, go take a look at Eric, uh, uh, the website, the group that they have there, uh, and what they're and who they partner up with at the EvergladesFoundation.org. Eric, good to see you again, man. Ed, thank you. Great Love the background. Thank you. He's a little joke. Take All right. Care. More. On the next edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com, here on FloridaDaily.com. Of course, brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. That's FarahandFarah.com. We'll see you next time right here on Florida Daily TV on FloridaDaily.com. This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farah and Farah.